It's a new year. It's a new year. Thank man. goodness. Thank so, welcome God. to the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Shh. A private speakeasy outside of Brookville, Indiana. That was, uh, there was a murder at a couple nights ago. Yeah. Yes. A little murder mystery going on for we were, New Year's Eve. We were all suspects. We were all suspects. Fortunately, none of us on the podcast were the killer. Although, one of us. Had to take. Her had home. to take the killer home. I was a little nervous too. I would have been too. With it wasn't a, me. I took China balloons home. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know if, if, if so, uh, Dwayne had waffles with Holiday Inn. So, China balloons. I know. I laugh about that yesterday. I was like, China balloons. So we started texting New Year's Day, and Jeff just didn't answer for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, don't you know, know where it went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, where's Jeff at? It's like hours he hasn't replied. Busy. So, so welcome to Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bishaw. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And it's that time for odds and ends and bits and pieces, but it's also going to be kind of our year-end recap. So, as usual, we've got good cocktails in front of us. What are you drinking, Dwayne? Uh, Yukon Jack and Coke. So Yukon Jack, for those of you that listen to our, some of our Oak Island stuff, uh, James A. McQuiston's descendant was Yukon Jack. So yes. that was uh, quite the little... He's got a bunch of books out now. He does. So he it's, a, lot. Uh, a lot. He's a writing fool. He's a writing fool. Been, been sequestered. He's a <laughs> That's right. That's right. So what are you drinking, Jeff? I am drinking a bourbon old-fashioned bourbon old which fashion. fits right well with the uh, speakeasy there you go what bourbon you got in there um i don't remember it's just bourbon nope russell's russell's, russell's tonight just so you know it's just not bourbon is it no it's all good what are you drinking rube i'm drinking uh saint elmo's black cherry whiskey west well, bourbon i'm sorry bourbon. yeah so those of you who don't know saint elmo's is a steakhouse up in uh indianapolis indiana and their signature drink is an old-fashioned made with the cherry. And I can tell you, uh, Alan turned me on to this a month or so ago, and I can tell you it's some of the best bourbon I've ever had. It's really good. And uh, At 88 proof, you would never know it. Yeah, it's smooth. It smooth. is super smooth. So I got something a little different. I've got uh, some Ezra Brooks. Foo-foo. Foo-foo. It's kind of foo-foo. Foo-foo. <laughs> yeah. It's a bourbon cream. Ezra Brooks bourbon cream with some root beer. It's like drinking a root beer flow. Yeah, I've never tried that. I need to try that. So we went to the distillery uh, when we were down there. Uh, Lux Road Distillery actually makes all the Ezra Brooks and the Rebel Yell. So that was one of the few places we could go while we were down there. So that is some tasty stuff. I didn't know stuff. they made Rebel Yell. Yeah, okay. they make Rebel Yell, make the Ezra Brooks, they make the Ezra, Ezra Brooks bourbon cream. Are they cream. the one to make the Yellowstone also? No, that's a, that's a different 
um, okay. different distilleries. So, so we're here to kind of recap our, normally we do the last 10 episodes, so we'll do that and then talk about the year, I guess, a little bit. So, you know, it's been, uh, the last three episodes we did were kind of Christmas related. We The last one we did was with Jeff's family. They were in town on a weeknight. We opened up the speakeasy and nice podcast, by the way. As it, it's uh, it's nice to sit back and hear another version of the same uh, group and not be involved and be able to listen to that. That's great. And well, it's fun. It was fun. It just worked it out well. Mark was in town from Utah, and Mark and Sierra, and, and it helps um, that I know the whole group very well. Well, yeah. It does. So, and they hadn't been here. They hadn't been here before, and. Um, you know, we're we're always talking about it, and they listen to podcasts and stuff like that. So, Alan, uh, Alan, Mary were generous enough to open up the speakeasy on a Tuesday night, and um, had him out here and had a little fun with him. It's good. You didn't have to twist too many arms to get the speakeasy open, did you? No, I was not, I was sort of difficult. funny laughing at Melanie because. Melody actually jumped right in there after a few minutes. She's got a little chatty. And you know, was that's really the good. most most I have heard her talk since yeah. I met her. It was once you put those headphones on and she yeah. started talking, she was in another world. Yeah. So she did a good job. Yeah, she's yeah. um I mean um she's a lot more outgoing than people realize. Right. And, right. And uh you know And you know, you know I have she, to tell she you she listens she listens she listens well. Yeah. You know. And uh but you know, you can get her Mark's, talking. Uh, Mark's got a nice podcast voice. Yeah, he he's got the podcast voice too. He does. He he does. So Sierra did good as well, you know. Right. It was it was just a fun podcast all the way around. Was my yeah. thought. So. so yeah, we're um, we, you know again, Robin and I are very proud of all four of them, Brandon and and Melody, and uh, those two are getting married in October. Might talk about that a little bit more later, but um, and then uh, Mark and Sierra are the ones out in Salt Lake City, and it was just nice kind of having them in here between holidays. They elected to come in. After Thanksgiving, but before Christmas, just uh, not that, to not to push the uh, families to 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 want to have to gather too much. So it, it worked out, right, it worked she, out they're getting well. married in Oregon. Melody and Brandon, yeah, Crater Lake? doing a uh, no. It's going to no. be more Oceanside. Okay, and, uh, wow, and that's yeah, awesome. So they've. Like Maybe we can get us some press passes and get out that's there to cover. Thinking, it, you know? That's exactly we'll, what we'll, I'm thinking. We'll have to. We'll have, it's like <laughs> Incognito <laughs> podcast. Road trip. Road trip. That's right. You know, I need to. I need to be looking for some driftwood on the on the northwest coast. Wait a minute! So. I found that fi- there was a five hundred dollar camper just on the marketplace. <laughs> well, about my. Oh, you think we're going to take that there? Oh heck yeah! You know, if we get things set up right. Um, the old man's expenses could be go, go as somewhat as a business there expense. You go. There you go. So, oh, hey. yeah, so he's yeah. going to cover our cost is what I heard. That's, That's what exactly I heard. what I heard. <laughs> and <now laughs> I came across. So, you know, I'm thinking all along the way we could sell some maple syrup, some honey, some jerky, and do a podcast and write yeah. it all off. There, there you, you go. go. I agree. And there you know is. what? We'll pull a, a heisen behind us to sell. So, we can, well, if we can ride while we're there out there, you go. do some demos. I don't have much to offer other than riding on with you support. <laughs> I can help unload and load. I, I don't really make anything. Butter. So, after that, po- before that podcast, we did a couple of them on Christmas. Our some of our best and not so best Christmas memories. We had Santa in, which was awesome. That was good. Yeah. Jim Wolfel came in, played Santa for us. You know, one of the things that's kind of funny because in one of the podcasts I talked about Ritzy Jewelers and getting stuff from Ritzy Jewelers. Yes. So I go to Ritzy Jewelers, you know, as usual, like the day before, 
and I walk through the door, and the owner goes, been waiting on you. I said, oh, yeah, yeah and I talked to your friends, Ruben and Margie. Yeah. Yeah, so, so then I find, yeah, so then I find out Jeff had been in there, and so here are some cool history. My cousin called me from Virginia and said, do you know that your grandma and grandpa Evans, grandpa got the engagement ring from grandma from Ritzy Jewelers? No kidding. So I haven't talked to my mom and dad yet, but I'm pretty sure it's part where my dad got my mom's engagement ring. It's where I got Mary's engagement ring, and that's where my son Josh got Maddie's engagement ring. So there you go. Four generations there. Well, so you know, cool. and it's funny, I, because we had talked about it on the podcast, and I I always forget, right, what's local, right? And, uh, we went, and I can tell you, the, he was 100% service on top. He stayed late. We had... We got there, and he had been working some customers. He had closed. He stayed after closing, took care of us, and we bought quite a few items. And I can tell you, I haven't been in a store that gave us that much attention in a long time. Yeah. Did a great job. So, unfortunately, they're one of the few retail stores downtown, period. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, there used to be Blue Velvet was down there. Because yeah. I used to do the rounds. I hit Blue Velvet, Brookville Mercantile, and in Ritzy's. And uh, there's uh, two other stores aren't there now, so... For retail, hometown retail stuff, they're really the only store on Main Street. We were told that G2 Apparel bought Nixie's, and they're expanding into Nixie's. That could be. Yeah. They they know they closed on it. I hope so, because Brookville could use some retail downtown. Yeah. Yeah. uh, The biggest thing, though, is people got to support it. That's right. Right. You know, if it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many or who comes. You know, one thing I could say is he told us, the uh, gentleman, Richie, and I don't remember his name, uh, told us that uh, normally he's busy the up the week before Christmas really busy. He said this year he got busy right after Halloween and has had record sales and record numbers from all Halloween all the way to Christmas. So that's that's really good to hear that there was that many people supporting local. Yeah, so he is the first owner that's not related to the Ritzies. Okay. <clears throat> the last owner was the granddaughter. Yep. Uh, the grant, you know, of the original. Brad, is it Bradley's? Yeah. I, yeah. 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 So she was yep. the granddaughter of the Ritzy. So, uh, but it's great to see them going strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny when you go there, I'm going to speak for myself. I couldn't remember what I bought my wife last year. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody told us we were there and I thought it was interesting is, and it may be something to talk about one day, but he is the certifier for watchcraft. He is a, that's his he, trade. He was teaches Swiss, Swiss watch repairman. Yes. He's and a uh, he's a certified for yeah. that. And Maybe they, a podcast someday. Right. That's what it's I, because it's a dying art, right? Oh, just any clock repair right. or any of the, yeah. most everything now is throwaway. Buy the quits work, you throw it away. But yeah, to find somebody, I've bought some old clocks. Yeah. You know, at auctions and stuff, and to find someone that can fix them and get them back on. And there's not much to them. They're, I mean, they're, they're not simple, but they are. But just to find someone that right. has the skill and the ability to, to work on them. You know, I, well, the funny thing, I was bought a grandfather clock, and everybody always had me scared about buying grandfather clock. Oh, you can't move them. You know, you're going to destroy it. This gentleman was probably close to 80 years old, and I bought this clock, and I said, here's where it is. You know, can you have your people move it? He goes, yeah, I'll go get it. I'm like, you, you need some help? No, I'll get it. I'm like, okay. I was okay, I'm going to trust you, you know. And he bought, he went and picked it up, loaded it in his van, brought it to my house, set it up in my house. He didn't let me touch nothing. He got out of the van, had it laying in the van, and then he showed me the trick of moving a grandfather clock. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. Everybody, right. you know, they get you scared, charge you big fees to move a clock when it's it's so simple, it's silly. But 
you know, just a nice old man, and this is what he does. A dying art. Yeah, and it's a hobby for him now, right. but keeps him busy. So before that, we talked about cell phones. Boy. <laughs> Droid versus... I mean, there is no versus, there really. Is no it's versus. just iPhones. Talked about iPhones. How good they were and why you would never want to have a droid. It's the way I remember that conversation. Uh, yeah, because I was outnumbered is yeah. the only reason why. 25% of us feel differently about that. That's right. Well, I'm sorry about your luck. I just, I love the text, the text rolls and the group text. And someone got it started the other day just to, to poke the bear a little bit. No, Jeff No, Jeff did. <laughs> Jeff did. <laughs> Oh, the droid users just sit and laugh, and I watch all the. I like, I like, I like, and it's just repeating. It's just funny. I'm sorry. I know. It's like during the before the holidays, like I get a message from like, oh my god, it's not gonna stop. It just keeps coming. I just get a kick. It's out like of a it. digital wave that knit from nowhere. Like, do you like that the other day, Rip? Do you like that the other like, day? I'm like, what the hell is this? Well, I, then, I, I sent one message and just, I mean, I just started laughing before just, anything happened because I knew what was going to happen. So I picked up it on came. it right away. Yeah. So yeah. Alan was all over it. I started liking people's likes. There you go. So then, it not only repeats that, but the one before that. The one before so it also. Like, bling, bling, bling. <laughs> oh, it was funny. We're, everybody listening thinks we're a bunch of idiots probably. But we, well, we were okay. just wishing it, Mary a happy that's birthday. Right. And it, it, was, it was Mary's it birthday. Was. And it doesn't take much to amuse us. It does. We're really simple-minded. <laughs> Great pleasure in other people's digital pain. Like, yeah. like a cat with a cat ball, right? Exactly. So in that same podcast, we start, We talked about pharmaceuticals. Um, and I we'll do another podcast about them because that's a deep subject. Um, you know, it's, a sh- it's just a shame that the pharmaceuticals control uh, what's going on with people's health. And they really yeah. do. Right. So th- that was the gist of that little blurb, but I think we'll we'll put a whole podcast together on that. I, I think that would be a good subject to talk about on different levels. So right, right. I agree with you. And you say they control our health or lack of health. Or lack of. Lack Should of be health. more of it. Right. Well, between the pharmaceuticals and the insurance companies. <coughs> yeah. So. It's all a scam. Yeah. So I'll tell this story. So um, about a week ago. I I couldn't I couldn't move my my joints were locked up, so I remember Jeff on a couple podcasts talking about people taking uh, cholesterol medicine, statins, and a, getting a joint stiff. Yes. So I had started on some statins about a month and a half ago, I guess, and so That's I did it. I quit taking them, and already I'm. I mean, I literally I'd get up to move, and my hips would I'd be right. locked up. So, it, you know, it's crazy. I, I saw the report the other day about how many doctors are not prescribing the prophylactic drugs for the coronavirus. Like they're not, they're literally out there. These, well, they, I want to call them probiotic, probiotics or whatever it is for. Tell me more about prophylactics. I mean, I got. <laughs> well, most people know pro- prophylactics as being a, a Trojan or a Empress yeah. Warrior condom, but where you guys went to high uh, school, you guys went to high school, you were prophylactics. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Prophylactic is a medication taken in a prevention of a known virus or illness. Uh, and a, a good understanding of prophylactic would be vitamin C, vitamin D. Other things to help you block these somewhat antibodies that are out there. And a lot of the pharmaceutical companies or doctors, I want to say doctors, they have these prophylactic or drugs out there to prevent, to help you avoid coronavirus, and they are not prescribing them. And 
they don't quite understand why they're not doing that. Well, why hasn't the CDC? For, this has been going on for nine months. The CDC is recommending so it now, a, right? But how right. long did it take? From the beginning, they should have known. Okay, right. hey, you need to do this, this, and this. But it just went on to no, just stay at home, be scared. And well, to give you an idea, I take every day vitamin C, a thousand milligrams, vitamin D, forty thousand units. 4,000 units. 4,000, yeah. I'm sorry, zinc. And those are all considered top prophylactics for coronavirus. And I've been taking them more, six, seven months now. Yep. And take them every day. That was a prescribed from this, or was noted to be described from the CDC to doctors for, as a prophylactic for so the CDC. I want to start hold virus. all those thoughts about what we're just talking about. Because yep. next podcast, which we're recording tonight. We'll be good for that. Is part yep. two of the pandemic. Right. So that's all information that definitely. Yes. I mean, you caught me off guard with prophylactic because I'm thinking <laughs> I didn't realize Trojans kept coronavirus at bay. Well, but. they do if you assert it that way. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Table Twelve is rolling their eyes right now. <laughs> well, the twelve-year-olds are talking. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it happens more often than I know because my back is kind of towards them. So. <laughs> I'm sure it happens a lot, really. Oh, goodness. After that, or before that, it's when we did our trip to Bardstown, did the Jailers Inn. Oh, yeah. That's so a good that time. Was, that was a good time. So, oh, oh, oh there you go. So, along with the Jailers Inn was our, you know, we went to a couple, we went to a couple wineries, a couple distilleries. So, then right after that, going down there, I'm looking for other podcasts about the Jailers Inn, and up pops this new podcast called Two Shots on a Barrel. Let's do it today. So we did more than two shots on a barrel, but uh, I started listening to those guys and contacted them, and uh, they gave us a shout-out there on their last podcast, so we'll give them another shout-out. If you're uh, looking for another podcast after you listen to ours, it's one called Two Shots on a Barrel. So most of their podcasts are about bourbon, mm-hmm. and they meet with the folks right down there in the distilleries that are are the master distillers the and the owners and yeah. it's it's some great information but this past week jeff you want to talk about what this past week was about yeah the past week uh they were interviewing the uh, author of a couple of book books called uh the cornbread mafia yes which i know and it I've was about. Uh, you know it was just a really interesting uh interview and it goes back uh you know, the guys that back in the 70s were, hey, they were down there in Kentucky, just good old boys, right. growing a little weed, selling a little weed, making a little money. And it grew into something fairly big up until the late 80s when it became a federal offense, depending on how much you had and how much you were you were uh, handling. And uh, suddenly they found themselves in federal prison yeah. for a long time. Right. And, uh, Seven, and uh, it was... Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the the interview and so so the one fellow that was you know high up in in the origination of this had a lot of time to to educate himself in prison and uh, kind of became a, a little bit of a prison a lawyer you know and and uh, and started writing his memoirs a little bit on, on that whole process and I tell you what it was uh, it was a really cool podcast to listen to these guys talk about that because right. They, you know, they weren't so different from us. They, you no. know, it, you know, and it was, you know, uh, they got caught up in it. And what they didn't for a long time, 
the the punishment was no different than getting a traffic ticket. It's like a five hundred dollar fine. You know, I and you guys know I I lived in Elizabethtown, Kentucky for a while, and so I got to read up a lot on the cornbread mafia, and it's huge down there. It's the the history on it is is huge, and I, I looked and looked and tried to buy the book today. I yeah, yeah, you can find it, find it on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Amazon. But, but and, uh, what, what's really interesting is so so this fellow I can't remember his name off the top of my head that, that wrote the book, but. Um, basically, as he's walking out of prison, his family has started growing marijuana legally right now with, with everything that's going on with CBD and hemp. And so he basically walks out of federal prison from growing weed, and his whole family is now growing weed. That's <laughs> what they're doing. Well, right. legally. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> exactly. So I thought it was a great podcast. I think they were, it's entertaining. Uh, I thought I definitely will listen to it again. I thought it was yeah. really good. Well, you know, we all like drinking some bourbon, so it yeah, works great it for us. So. Yeah. yeah, so that's the, the Bow Brothers. Bow Brothers. Jim Bow and Jay Bow. And uh, yeah, they're they're just good old good old boys down yeah. in Kentucky yeah. and, and um, a lot like us. Uh, don't know much about what the hell they're talking about, but they're willing to learn. And so they. <laughs> oh, what's wish. funny, what's funny is uh, we're going to do a joint thing together. So. Right. <clears throat> Their first couple podcasts, they were. <laughs> I'm going to just call them out. They were so wrong about bourbon. It was. Right, right. I'm like, what in the heck are you talking about? That's not true. Yeah. So, and, 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 and they admit, it. admittedly yeah. so. Admittedly so. so. Well, you know, it's funny is I. I wish now I knew about this eight months ago. Because right. I could have looked them up while I was down there. Right. Right. And well, I, and then and then yeah. again, I think too from when we started, they started shortly after we did, yeah. and then just kind of how their progress has gone has been interesting, very parallel. Right. Yeah. To what we've been doing here, and uh, and you know, it's just again, it's a couple country boys. Uh, I, th- I mean, you know, they've they've they're definitely talented with word. And with with the, the, one of the, them the, is actually a radio disc jockey. So, right. and you can tell, you know, obviously that's not us. Even though I do have that one semester of radio and TV production. <laughs> yeah, you ever qualified? Me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I. I so he, he, I think he's got the, a, he's got I the magic them, of mouth. Yeah, I think with we can get together with them. I think it'd be one hell of a conversation. Right. So what I think would be great is the Dant House which is now a bed and breakfast right. would be an awesome place to do a joint podcast with them. So, yeah. you know, we'll make that in the spring, make that one of our long weekend trips. There and you go. That'd that be perfect. Good. So that'd be great. Yeah, definitely. So shout out to two shots on a barrel, two shots on a barrel. Listen to it. So before that, we were at crazy dogs live, did two podcasts from crazy dogs. Now that was a darn good time. Yeah, that was a great I time. I can tell you, I'm, I was impressed by how well that went uh, with the community. Well, yeah, and it was funny because the owner, Michael, he was shocked. You know, I think he thought we were going to come in there and have five or six people and that was going to be it. I thought we were going to have a good crowd. I mean, it was phenomenal. And there wasn't a seat in the house that was open. Unfortunately, my wife was sick. Yes. So it's even worse because she was sick with? The COVID. COVID. So we'll talk about that. Any of you that listen to the show, you know that I had COVID back in March, April. Very serious. And you would have thought she would have got it at the same time. Right, right. So we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But it was unfortunate. She couldn't be there. You know, she missed. It was a good time. So I still have people commenting to me about that. What a fun night that was for everybody. Uh, well, I don't think anybody knew what to expect. So it was so it was something fresh for the right. public. Right. And you see. know, when you think back of, of the groups of people that in there, we had 
bikers in there. Oh, yeah, the whole world. Right. Commentary, right, families. Every, they all enjoyed that very much. And well, I, what, what Michael said, he goes, man, there's people in here I've never seen before. Right. And to me, that we did our job, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're a mixing pot, right? That's exactly. That's supposed to be. Well, I got the word out. I got the word out. Yeah. And, so people yeah. were interested. So it was, it was great. We had some special guests back on there. You know, the folks from the newspaper were there, uh, Ghostbusters folks. Uh, the Top uh, Sale Hemp. Top Sale Hemp. And uh, we'll have him back on here. He had quite the uh, experience uh, a month or so ago. Don't forget Little Chief. Little Chief was there, Little too. Little Chief was right. there. Yeah. He was in the house. He was in the house. So it's uh, it was a great time. You know, it got, got the word out there what we do and uh, gave away some gifts. Scooby-Doo showed up. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Shaggy. Shaggy. Yeah, Scooby-Doo. Right. Shaggy and the whole gang. And don't forget... The exciting part of that night was the uh, the, the birthday cake shots. Oh that was, God, that was, oh, yeah. that was good. good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, interesting stuff. So uh, before that, we had Van Halen. Sad day in history. Eddie Van Halen passed away. So I had a couple people send me some comments. Said that I was wrong. That Eddie Van Halen didn't pass away from. Uh, lung cancer so I did some research and I may have we may have talked about this a little bit really so he did pass away from lung cancer his cancer started in the throat though Mm -hmm. and it moved to his tongue he actually had had part of his tongue removed and he used to play with a copper pick yeah and he put it in his mouth all the time and where he put it is where his tongue no had cancer on it. Really? So he attributed that tongue cancer to that copper pick in his mouth all the time. Really? No kidding. So that was something. And then, you know, the rest of the cancer, he says, well, it's because I'm in the studio and all the time. There's all these electronics. You know, everybody has. Uh, the radio people do that. Other musicians right. do that. I'm just not so sure. That's Cancer's bad luck. That's yeah. What yeah. It is. So, the only thing that puzzles me is that copper is copper is one of the metals that bacteria and stuff can't grow if, on so if, if your body is susceptible that way but yeah but i mean the copper right. is used right. as a as a friend of ours as a sanitizing agent for tabletops but you don't yeah. hear of them putting copper in your that's body true. for no. anything no so that's what's just yeah it's kind of odd con- it's right. a great conductor though too. yeah yeah right so that was i mean it was a shame he passed away but what a great show though I yeah, mean, it was. was. We had a was. good talk at night, and and multiple people here talking about it. And yeah, it was a good time. Good yeah, time. we had. I mean, you know, we had some. We had some good. You know, I thought about that the other day. I was coming home from work the other day, and I Van Halen. I threw it in, and I thought, man, I got to listen to this. And and um, Mary had brought up, and I what, what was it? Black and blue. Black and blue were playing. I thought I to throw that one. I thought, man, that guy could play the guitar. Man, just amazing yeah. player. Yeah, it's a wow. shame, you know. Um, great talent lost. Not and then just it's just not his talent is what he passed. You know what he could sure. bring together. Right, so. right. Um, so it's just a shame. Shame. Good show, though. Good show. So that was kind of our last ten episodes, but I want to talk about the whole year. I mean, we started in May, um, so we got a year under belt. Anybody guess how many downloads we have of us as of today? Thirty nine. No, uh, sixty-two thousand. Oh, oh no. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> 857 episodes. million. <laughs> That's episodes. I'm yeah, sorry. 30, we do have thirty-nine episodes. Thirty-nine episodes. Yeah. yeah. So this will be forty. Uh, no, we have twelve thousand six hundred downloads. <laughs> nice. So, nice. and we're in twenty-eight countries. So and awesome. we are s- nine months into nine this. Nine months. So. Nine months. You know, yeah. for for us little guys, I'll I take think, it every day, bro. Exactly. So it's great to see. 
I can kind of see where there's repeat listeners. Sure. You know, they ding on and I see, oh, there's there's that one. And, and we know the one. women in Australia love us. Exactly. Yeah. It's the accent. It's yep. the accent. <laughs> Table 12 is rolling her eyes again. Hey. There may be some birds flying over there, too. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? It's been, um, we started in May, and uh, it's been a, kind of a uh, therapeutic for all of us, I think, to start with, because that's when we first started to get out and do stuff a little bit. And right. It just... You know, it, it's been a long nine months, 10 months, if you want to call it that. And I can tell you, this has helped me through a lot of it, We, because we're, we're sort of limited about where we can go, and we know that we can go here. Right, you look forward to it. You do. We look forward to it, and even we were just here like two nights ago, right? Well, it's a speakeasy, you know. It's a speakeasy, right? But I, I've, if for myself, and this is a personal thing, uh, I think 2020 has also been good for me because it's grown me in areas where I didn't was never real comfortable with, and you know, when I speak and talk, and I my brain goes 500 mile an hour, but my lips move a different direction, so. And, uh, <laughs> and you guys can't see this because this is audio, but the other three of us are all looking at each other and rolling our eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I am who I am, right? But I can tell you, I've, I've had a great time, and I think that all of us uh, have grown a lot from this and want to calm down while we're talking and just enjoy ourselves. But uh, the last nine months of us doing this, actually, last, in my opinion, last three years has been really good with me. But. Uh, this year was a little bit different because, you know, it was a bad time when Alan was sick. And we really, it actually hit home for all of us, right? Jeff had a death in the family and during that time. And then we come on and did a podcast. And it was like a, almost like a point where we could wake up and actually talk to each other and have a good time. And I think we all needed that. It was therapeutic for us. It was for me. So it still is. Well, and I, it's just not for us, I think, for our listeners. Right. I mean, to me, if we can get a listener through a rough time, Agreed. You know, it's. I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, I think. Uh, well, I, I know when I said it. I said it after the Montag uh, podcast. So it said that 2% of the podcast out there actually make money. Right. The rest of them just make the world a better place. And right now, to me, if I can make the world a better place by doing a podcast, I'm all for it. Absolutely. So, yeah. And it needs to be. we got to thank you guys, the listeners, for that. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's great. We've met... We've made some great friends at, that are listeners. That, that's, you know, it, when you have people say, hey, I can't wait till your next podcast is out, it makes you feel good, too. It does. So it does. That's, uh, and, of course, some of them make fun of us, just like we make fun of each other. So that's it's okay. all good. It's all yeah. good. So what do you think this upcoming year? Got some topics you guys want to talk about? Myself, I do. I mean, I, I, I think we need to talk about more uh, – or not more, I'm going to say we should have a couple conversations about uh, local events and trying to grow things locally and to get other people out there in podcast land, if you want to call it that, to come come here and experience what Brookville or Franklin County has. I think that we owe it to ourselves and Dearborn County, too. I want to say it's just Franklin County. But there are things in this area that uh, if you're across the United States that, you know, take a drive through here, take a look at the Whitewater Valley and, uh, and and spend some time here. And you never know. You could run across us and, you know, crack a top here at the at the speakeasy sometime with us. But I, I I like to see some of that and talk more about what we plan to do with vacation trips this summer, what's coming up, and, and, and venture out where uh, 
an extra level with this group here because uh, there are things I have, like goals for 2021 for myself that I want to do, but I want to do it as a group also. But well, I just want to be able to make it past midnight on New Year's Eve. We've done decided that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. We can record it like it happened, but... Yeah, I swear. The whole time I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not sure I can make it. <laughs> well, the, either that or we just need to start the game a little later because yeah. it was funny. We're, we're all going along and everybody's doing their thing and all of a sudden we get done. We look at the watch. 8.30. Oh my gosh. What? Did he go, happy new year. Have a good night. <laughs> See you later. And then Lou's like, you expect me to go home and call these people wish them happy new year? <laughs> oh, it was fun though. So Jeff, how about you? Aspirations and goals for us next year? For the podcast? For the podcast. Well, I think, you know, some of our good ones, um, when we get we get people in the interview and, you know, the McQuiston interview, uh, Whitewater Publication interviews, you know, I think those are, those are really great. And you bring people in, you know, from a different side of the world, right? right. And, you know, so we learn a lot. Right. We learn a lot in those processes. We've talked about uh, getting Dwayne, his daughter, in here to talk a little bit about some racing, and we still want to do that. And um, you know, so I think for me, where we can set set those kind of things up, um, and it becomes a learning a learning event for the listeners, but for us as well, because you know we don't know crap, right? No. So no, it's pretty I- cool. Well, and again, so the Whitewater publication and right. James McQuiston. Um, the ladies, uh, the ghost, the ghost hunters, paranormal investigation, and the paranormal yeah. investigation. You know, those are uh, those are things that we hear about, and you know, are kind of out of our normal realm right. for the four of us. Right. But you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm all about learning new stuff and learning. I'm, I have a lot of curiosities when it comes to. You know, again, we brought in Whitewater Publications, and we talked about, you know, why why do you want to do this, right. and what do you want to change? And I think those were some of our most successful you know, podcasts where we brought somebody in from outside. The, the Hemp Show, right? We did on Top Sale Hemp. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Very educational for me. I, I thought yeah. it was great. Gage Pace and coming in here. And, and just, uh, you know, the other part of that, you know, was just enjoying – Here's a young entrepreneur. Yes. I mean, and he's cranking it up, and uh, he's he's got all the right stuff, yeah. you know. And it's like, you know, here, you know, we're all in our mid fifties, and we're seeing this young guy and saying, right. "Wow, you know, he's he's got it going." And, and why did we have that the best, thirty years right? ago, right? <laughs> yeah. right? Well, probably not with as much freaking intelligence as right. that young man, but, right? But you know, so I think. Uh, for me, the more of that that we can pull in, and you know, I think it's going if if we can if we can do two shots on a barrel, right. I think that right. would that would just be I, a I, really cool thing yes. to talk to those just guys fun. about their experience, you know, in Central Kentucky as right. opposed to Southeast Indiana, and right. the parallels and then the differences. I think yeah. will just be really, really pretty interesting. And somebody with more than one semester in radio broadcasting, <laughs> yeah. <bro. laughs> yeah, or no semester. <laughs> Alan, sorry, you do a Alan. good job. I don't care anybody. Sorry, Alan. Oh, I have a good time. So, <laughs> so Ruben's making a little light of it. So, <clears throat> so I'll tell you what happened. So, when Two Shots in a Barrel uh, talked about us a little bit, they told him to go to my Facebook page. So I get on my Facebook page and I change. To say, you know, I'm co-producer, I'm 
co-host and producer of Cross the Line 1524. Yeah. So right away, Ruben comments, I wanted that job. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to set him straight and say that he wasn't qualified because he didn't have the one semester of radio and TV production. That's right. So I you was, was underqualified. You, you were underqualified. Ruben. Yeah, I, no, I'm... But here's what's strange about that. Monkey boy to the editor. <laughs> here's what's strange about that. So I typed in uh, new job, cross the line 1524, and right away popped up co-host slash producer as a, a title, suggested title, yeah, which was, right. I think they've been listening to yes. us. You yes. think? Right. You think? Right. You they think? have. That's, yeah, I mean, it's just. They're listening. It's like, how they know the heck? you got, They yeah. know you got that one semester. It's yeah, right. that's right. That's I, right. I'm just waiting for the big way to call him up and say, yeah, we're looking for a producer for our. Yeah. Hey, he'll be yeah. off and start him, and we'll yeah, just we'll be, be, be here. Be nah. left here with a tape recorder. We'll be here snipping empty <laughs> bourbon bottles because Alan's out. California. We won't be allowed in no more. He'll <laughs> <laughs> change the password yeah. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. He's getting he confused by it. He Look doesn't at even him. know what to he's say. Are you taking notes, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think. No, no chance of that happening. So, Dwayne, how about you? Aspirations for this next year for us? Well, Jeff had my one. I, and actually, I was just talking to my daughter this, today about it. She was at the shop, and I said, you know, hey, you know, the racing's coming up. We're going to do our podcast, and I want to get it done shortly just before um, racing season gets started. So, um, for those not in the racing world she races dirt track and it's a hornet so you can go look up hornet racing she's very good not just because of my daughter she's just a very good driver and um first year coming in being the only girl out there and then being the only girl running up front and not taking crap from anybody she's chased a couple boys into their cars before when they do stuff wrong on the track and she's not afraid to go tell them you know what they did wrong so uh, got a little Oh, so little Bush she, brothers in her oh, right? yeah. <laughs> so we Got a little over mama in it. Yeah, yeah mama say, in that's her. a little over mama, I think, there. <laughs> Just make sure she don't have an ice pick with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we actually got to see her race. And she was in the backup car, if I recall right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they had, and I'll tell you, she was racing that car. She, she was racing... With precision, she didn't have the power that she normally would have had. Right, but she moved up in the field, and it was fun to she watch. She was well, well, the worst, and, and so you know, I'm watching the race, and there's you know, again, I don't. It's really the first time I had been down there, so it was supposed to be so many laps. That's and, what I was going to say. Was, and I'm sitting there, and it's like, okay, she's got this many more laps, and every lap, I'm like, I'm like paying attention. Every lap, she's gaining ground on these two guys, these two fellows in front of her. Right. Every lap, I'm like, she's got, she's got enough laps to freaking catch this guy, this guy in front. And then all of a sudden, the race ended like 15 laps short. Yeah. And I'm like, what's, what's up with this? And it was had to do with the weather was well, coming. Well, there something. was a front supposed to be moving in and what and the reason she was in that car was my son-in-law didn't want to run her good car that long of a race but we knew that car was a good solid car and he set the car up for a long race he put the certain tires to give her just the right speed but knowing the car would last and if they would have run the full race there's no doubt she would have passed the leader he was overheating in the in the victory lane when he pulled into victory lane it was just boiling over he had a few laps left on the track and it was going to break down and she was catching the other ones yeah um, she just needed the race to be ran full and she'd have won that one or if she'd have been in her well if we'd have known they were going to shorten the race. They didn't tell us till we got on the track, right. so we couldn't. If she, he, we would have changed the tires, and she'd have went out set up different, and she'd have probably won it then, just because it'd been different. But anyway, 
So, but it was fun. It was it was a fun night. We were down there watching watching the race. It was though. We need to talk to her about that. Well, I want to get her and Davey Rudisells, the promoter of the local Orangeburg Speedway. He's been promoting it for a long time now. So, we want to get him in here to give that aspect of it because a lot of people don't. I mean, I give promoters hell. I'm a racer too, so I've yelled at them, I've cussed at them, and. But I understand. I'm own a business, so I understand on the business side. That's a business he's running. So, but I want to get him here so he can talk about his side. She can talk about the racer, and then I'm making a couple contacts with some named racers. Um, but back what I was getting to that dirt racing is NASCAR is kind of dwindling down. People have gotten tired of it. Dirt racing is just booming right now and just growing so fast. So it's it's the I mean it's back where it was. That's where racing was. People can afford to go to the local right. racetrack. They know the racers. Um, so it's her car, it's called a Hornet race, but it's a Cavalier, correct? She races a Cavalier, but you, there's a whole bunch of cars that are in that. Which is like what, mid, mid-size mid family style car? It's two, I think it's two, 210. It can, be a, it can be a two or a four-door, stick shift automatic, doesn't matter. She runs a stick shift because sticks are faster. Right. Um, so it's it's the, it's a good car because the parts are cheap is the main right, thing. Right. They go fast and you can go to any junkyard and buy parts or anywhere buy new parts are cheap for them. So that's right. the main reason. And then the, it's a, it's a horsepower power limitation for that race. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's supposed to be supposed a stock to. appearing. It's supposed to be a stock car though. That's racing. So no, nothing is stock anymore. And if you if you brought a bone stock one in, you're in the back. I mean, it's but right. that's a good place to start for somebody wanting to get into it you don't want to be in the front right off the back because then you just piss off everybody because you're right. learning so uh, but it is it is a very fast for what it is it's a very fast car for that for that size car but it's a it's a fun series and, and there's some big money races there's an outlaw hornet races that are 10 and fifteen thousand to win wow you know and these guys and it's an open class a lot of those guys are running hondas because you can get more horsepower out of the Hondas, but they don't allow them here because you can get so much more horsepower right. and easily, and it, it just would dominate everything around here. Right. So, but it's it's an interesting class. Cool, cool. So we got to so, do that. I, I, absolutely. I wanted to add real quick, if you don't mind. I don't mind. A subject that I want to add this year, and the reason why is because we have two somewhat connoisseurs of those, is I want to add a tractor version. Uh, Alan and Dwayne are, are tractor guys, and uh, uh, Alan is a, is a right Alice Chambers guy? Alice Chambers, yes. Chambers. And Dwayne, you are? I bleed red international. He bleeds red. And uh, I think we Just can, so you know, red yeah. and green are for Christmas. Uh, you got to work the field with orange. Well, I don't have either one, so if I did, it would probably end up being orange. But... <laughs> But I think we like to add some. Well, I got yeah. one with your name on it out I there. I know you do. I know we want to talk to. I think we should have a show show on tractors in in 2021 and um, and farm equipment and stuff. Hit miss engines. Well, I will tell you what, Dwayne's got. I'm always been interested in is a hit miss engine. I love hit miss engines. Yeah, you know, those are just fun to set and watch. You know, I want one. I've been. I need to go buy one. So maybe Dwayne can hit me up with something. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure he yeah. can help you out there. Yes. Doty shaking her head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe we can make an ice cream maker or a bourbon mixer or something out of it. Who makes a bourbon ice cream? Bourbon there ice you cream. go. That's it. Yeah, I, I, we tried that nitrogen infused bourbon ice cream. Yeah, Remember that, that down in Gatlinburg? That, that was horrible. That's terrible. Yes. All right. I think we can come up with a better recipe. That sounds good. So, for this year, there's a couple things I want to do in the next couple of weeks. 
after Dwayne gets back from vacation. You didn't know that, did you? Who authorized that? Uh, that was uh, Holiday Inn, a uh, little yeah, weekend getaway for. Yeah, a little hopefully week. he comes back. Yeah, might not. If I don't, I'm gonna be at Hocking Hills. Oh, that's right. I forgot <laughs> you were going. So you know where the body's at. If, Hocking Hills. If he Ohio. doesn't, his wife's got a hit and miss engine for you. <laughs> and a tractor. <laughs> and a tractor, a barn full of them. So. Um, the maple syrup season is going to start here in a couple of weeks. Yes. And uh, we haven't yeah. talked maple syrup yet, so I'd like to talk about that. You're right. We haven't. You're right. No. And, Alan, and Alan's looking off. for some help. So I'm always looking for help. I'm booked. Yeah. So <laughs> just so you know, when I first started heavy duty in it, you and Margie and Jeff yep. and Robin at the time, Tina and Kevin, yep. every night. I mean, because yes. it was, that's why I finally said, I got to figure out. I remember do this one night, Margie and I were out there. And the wind was so cold that it was, night. It wasn't like ice spitting ice. Yeah, spitting ice. Yeah. We're out there trucking up trying to get this uh, this collected. And so everybody was, knows you got to go across the creek to get yeah. to the maple grove. <laughs> and I brought my ranger up because you didn't yeah. have one at that well, time. Well, I had one that was two-wheel drive. Two-wheel I had that mule, and, and it yeah. got stuck every time. So. Yeah. Man, it was cold that night. Oh, oh my gosh. So now we're making that a lot easier. We use yeah. a vacuum tube system, which we'll talk about, and uh, it's a lot more um, great members. Yeah, it's a little bit easier. So then uh, my beef jerky business is taking off big time. We'll talk about that a little bit. But then I want to touch base again and talk about Oak Island because if you've been watching it this year, it's been different because you know they they couldn't they didn't get there till late. Um, they're taking a more scientific approach to different theories, uh, and I believe. That this, I, I truly believe they're going to find it this year. They got a theory going on right now that d- deals with the lead cross. Really? And okay, because I'm behind. So. Yeah, just wait till you see the next. Just well, okay. Yeah, I said it from. I told Dodie from the beginning. The, the very first tie or teaser for it. Well, they say it now. We saw it this week. Did they say it it's said solved the, or something? The mystery will be solved. Yeah, that was the really? that was the teaser. Yeah. And I told her. She goes, "No, it didn't." I'm like, "Yes, it did. I knew it yeah. did." But it didn't do it since. So, wow. yeah, I think yeah. it's this. So, is and it. they've also found what looks to be a slip in the swamp. No kid. I, I had seen that before, Drayton, and they found that rock base. Gary Drayton found it. They, he was metal detecting and picked up the spike. And they start digging it out, and here it's boat slip. No kidding. Yeah. So I think the other thing, the other sign is the the show right after the Oak Islands. They're really pushing out yeah. to these, right. these other treasure searches. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, and uh, you can just kind of see them. Almost, you know, starting to push and, and, that out yeah. as if. So what they've done on each of those, up. it's uh, beyond Oak Island. Beyond Oak Island. Okay. So they yeah. leave you. They they find what could be or could not be, and that's usually how the episode right ends. So it leaves it open right. to go back, to go back to do this, to do that. So I, I watched a couple of them last night, and one of them was about the treasure ship down in Florida Keys. So I yeah. lived down there. So uh, it was. Tosha? No, 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 this is another one. This is one, another one down there. So it's pretty neat stuff. Cool. So the one diver that's on Oak Island, the first guy that went down 10X, that diver, is actually a treasure diver down there as well. Right. So he's it's pretty interesting stuff. Cool. That's yeah, I, cool. Think, I think the new show opens the show up to a broader audience. Exactly. Right. And it's not – some people could get bored – 
watching Oak Island because it's the same thing and you're looking for the same thing and your teasers, you know, and it just keeps going. There's a there's a group of people that'll watch it and uh, we're a part of it, but there's a group of people watch it, but there are other people that lose their attention span. They squirrel, do because they don't you know. think there's anything there. Well, right? and just because it's the same thing where this is, you're searching a different treasure every week. You're in the desert, in right. the mountains, you're right. you know, looking for, okay. so it's, it's all over the map. You're looking for civil war gold, you know, you're at a right. treasure ship in the ocean. So I think that is, I think that is why this one is brought up is it's going to, it's going to broaden their audience until they find that one, Show that sends the ratings through the roof, and then they're going to go. There it is. That's the one we need to focus, and then that one will probably get broadened out, gauging and it out. Then. Yeah, they'll they can test the waters. I mean, because there's one on uh, Jesse James, right? Part yeah. of his gold. Yeah, I the, I see that one Utah. becoming a show because well, they had the one with the the Civil War ship off the Lake Michigan. Civil War gold. So yeah, they gold, touched on yeah. that in one of the ones. Yeah, here too. but this is out west where there's talking billions have been hidden and the one guy was on there and he they're standing along a road and uh or they're up off the road looking at these markings on rocks and there's a jj there backwards jj and that's jesse james and they're they're talking and while they're there this black suv drives up real slow and just slows way down watching them drives by and they're like what was that you know and, she, and the lady was like yeah I've been fearful you know before being out here and a little bit later on it comes back by so was it staged it's Marty yeah it's Marty <laughs> what was he, where, where's my money where's being my money at? but was it being staged or was it really but the lady was like no I'm I'm being watched a lot when I'm out here because she's been focused on finding that treasure so okay. I see that I see them waiting till they hit that one that the ratings peak and the interest peaks, and then it turns into its own show. So what's what's cool about this this year's is the map from what's the lady who passed away? Oh, what's her? Yeah, so the Knights Templar. Yeah, the so yeah, that the map that map they've been able to use the lead cross and a compass and hit okay like five different spots. So the lady that's figuring all this out. Uh, said you're you're looking in the wrong spot. It's not at the money pit. It's at this area here. So they dug, you know, they can be off a degree and sure. not hit it. Yeah. So she says there's a tunnel that's going right here. And so they dug, didn't hit anything at that location. Right. But when they did the whole compass and with the cross, I mean, it was everything fell into place. Everything just she's fell the place. one that passed away a couple of years ago. And well, so it's, it's her map. Yeah. But it's a it's a younger, younger lady. lady. She was the one that actually told her what the cross was. Right. And uh, I can't remember I can't what remember was her name. name. Great. I, I love. I, I have a picture, but I can't. Yeah. Too. I can't remember. Her what? Yeah. There's a younger lady that's Zena. Zena. Zena Halpin. Zena Halpin, yeah, right? Yeah. Thanks right. to Table Twelve. So, Thank you. I, you know what I like to do, probably, uh, you know, at the end of the Oak Island season, is maybe get in contact with Dustin and Deidre again, yeah, uh, and do a little joint thing again because yeah, that was fun talking to those guys. Yeah, was, so. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, they've been doing some treasure hunting as well. So I've been I wanted to get back down to Louisville, but uh, it's now it's probably safe. But now the weather's not right for me. Yeah, down, and I'm not yeah. in the area anymore. So. So, good deal. So, anything else you guys want to talk about this past year? Looking forward to this year? Well, I mean, as far as looking forward to this year, it's just, you know, hopefully hopefully a, a better year than last. And it's already starting out better for me. So, good. to give you an idea, last New Year's Eve, I was sick in bed. Oddly enough, I was sick in bed. I had some people who were going to come to my house, and we were going to play some cards, play cards. and stuff. And I had to cancel 
because I was sick in bed, and and uh, this year I'm I'm healthy and and uh, feeling you, pretty good. You were we got, not the murderer. Hey, I so. was not the murderer, and I made it to midnight. <laughs> I made it. Well, to midnight. for me, I mean, I changed a new job a couple months back, and I can tell you, uh, it's it's been so much better for me and being home. Most of the people don't realize I traveled a lot for work, and I don't anymore. And it's nice. I'm home every night, and I. I haven't done it in a long time, and I really I'm enjoying it right now. So I'm excited about putting a garden out this year. Nice. Yeah, I love putting out a garden, and I haven't done it in a couple of years, so I'm really. You can come over to my it. house, and I'll, I got the spot. You can put it all. I out. drive by there every day, <laughs> thinking, "There's that tractor he bought." I see at the end of the barn. I'm like I'm gonna sneak out there and steal that tractor. Uh, but that's I'm excited about that, and then talk about you know a vegetable season and what people are doing in their gardens and things like that, and and stuff. And uh, I, I I love digging them in garden. And I think it's great. I'm gonna build a garage. Try to build a garage this year and stuff. So. I got all kinds of stuff going on, but uh, all good. All good stuff. It's all good. All good. Well, my last thing is I think before the year gets too far along, we ought to talk more than just a two-second on what we see for our next year. What, Not just the podcast, but us personally, or what do you see your next year being for you? Where's your plan for the next year? I know you said you had vacation plan, this and that. Yeah, my plan so far, for, I'll start that, okay. Wow, uh, I think uh, that might be more than okay. what we got right now. Unless it's so for wants Christmas, my wife gave me a vacation for Christmas, a trip. And it was two trips. It was One was Key West, or the other one was Texas. And uh, this is just a her and I trip. And I said, you know what, if I go to Key West, I'm going with the homies, right? And uh, Alan, I need the reason why is because we need someone to give us a tour guide. And Alan's a former Key West Coconut Thunder guy. Uh, but Margie and I are planning to go to, to Texas, and we're going through uh, down South Padre Island, and then over into San Antonio or San Antonio, Texas, and go yep. through the Alamo and the Dinosaur Walk and things like that. Things I've been wanting to. I'm a history buff, and I'm pretty pumped about that. And she would. Some people were surprised, like, I can't believe you're not going to Key West. Like, I want to go to Key West. I haven't been to Key West. I've been to the Caribbean and everything, but I haven't been to Key West, and I want to go. Uh, I have this certain thing in Key West I want to check out when I'm down there because I'm a treasure guy, and Alan knows what that is. But, it's the Atosha. Yes. And uh, that's I'm, I, I'm telling you, if I could spend a week on looking for the Atosha, I would. Uh, well, but I can just take you to Mel Fisher's museum. You're going to. I, <laughs> you're going to. So I want to go there. Uh, but that's the main thing for me is is this week this year is to try to uh, get a, a couple good solid vacations in uh, because I'm not one that says work 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 I want to work but I want to take a trip and I want to take one with my wife and I want to take one with a family and one with friends and um, I'm a little giddy about all that so that's up to it for me yeah well we mentioned it earlier so um, Melody's getting married destination wedding out in, in uh, Oregon that'll be in October so that's that's the main focus is uh, you know getting ready for that um, and so that one's definitely kind of that's, that's a fun one kind of stamped in there yeah so that one's kind of stamped in there and then between now and then you know I think yeah just really staying healthy and um, and you know hopefully coming out of this COVID this COVID mess and getting back to some kind of normalcy in life as far as just being able to go do what you want to do when you want to do it and not have to, not have to have this kind of hanging right there in the, on the, on your shoulders as to, you know, why did I leave my mask in the car and all this? I have to worry about that anymore. That'd be great. 
And then, uh, other than that, we'll just have to see what comes. I imagine, you know, this group will probably work some things up. I mean, the things that we did this past year were totally, if you'd have asked me this time last year what we do, uh, number one, COVID wasn't an issue yet. It was, you know, it was broiling in the background unbeknownst to the rest of us. But, um, you know, every, everything, everything I did throughout the year was probably a little unanticipated, but we still had some really good times. We, made, we had some good trips. You know, we went to, we went to Gatlinburg. We went to Bardstown. Mm-hmm. Robin and I and Melody and, and uh, Brandon went out and saw Mark and Sierra out in uh, Utah. Spent a week out there. And so, you know, when you get right down to it, um, this year you can say how bad it's been. And obviously for some worse than others. And again, just a you know, reminder, I lost a family member to this. But you know, at the end of the day, um, outside of that, um, it hasn't been just all too ugly a year as far as the results it, with right. regard to what we did, uh, the people we were with. You know, we we still had a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, so I anticipate the next year is going to be at least that good, if not better. And, and um, you know, hopefully without uh, any of the sorrow that we had, right? Right. So, um, you know... Only time will tell. Right. And, um, you know, you just got to take every day as it comes to a certain extent. You know, I get up every day and I thank the good Lord for, the, for, for, for waking up. And I'll continue to do that. I do it more than I ever have this past year, no doubt about it. But uh, it's certainly this last year puts a lot of things in perspective and for all of us. And so, uh, you know, I got the important things, like I said. Melody's wedding in October, and that's that's the main thing. If nothing else good happens all year, and we get that done right, that'll be good enough. Absolutely, yep. it's great. <clears throat> Dwayne, well, mine with the, everything hit this year, and you know we were considered an essential business, but when everything shut down, uh, Alan says that we've still I sell side by sides, and I just placed two big orders and. They shut the world down, and I'm freaking thinking, you know, what are we going to do? So, you know, and then a week later, we just got busy, and we have been the opposite of a lot of small businesses got shut down. We were blessed that we had the ATV market, which has been booming along with the boats and campers this year. It's just been going crazy, but and we've been running nonstop, you know, every day. I mean, I went up yesterday, met a guy, and sold one because that was the only day he could be off. So, you know, when you're a small business, you do those things. You you know, it's like you were talking about, you, you stay the extra hours or you make extra hours because that's what your life is. But my goal this year is I want to slow life down. Um, you know, the, I, I look at my projects lists and my and my hit miss engines. I've got four or five that I've bought to restore that are still sitting there because I haven't had time. And, you know, I've got a project list on the house and I, things I want to accomplish. But it's just like you, you're so busy that's you're chasing you're chasing the next day and all of a sudden it's the next month and then it's the end of the year yeah and you're like what you know where did the last nine months go and that's kind of like this year for me it has flown i mean for the beginning when we got shut down and nobody we weren't going anywhere we were working more 
because we couldn't go nowhere. So we were just working late. We were working weekends. You know, it was just that was where we threw ourselves in the work, and we were blessed. None of us got sick, and you know, we were worried about Alan and um, Jeff had lost his brother-in-law. So it was, it was here and it was real, but it was different. But um, you know, this morning we were having our the old man's breakfast, and uh, Tony was sitting there, and he we got talking about bees, and I don't know what else we were talking about, and he said, you know, that's one thing I've always wanted to do. I've, I've always wanted to get bees, and and I've always wanted to do this, and. And I was sitting there thinking the same thing. I've got these things I've always wanted to do. I want to do blacksmithing. I want to, I, I, it's a neat thing. I want to right. learn how to do it. If I do one horseshoe or one thing and then I'm done, okay, but I've done it. But he started, you know, just the way he said it, it's like, you know, we're running out of time to do these one thing. So here, here's how small the world is. Do you know who's got a blacksmithing setup? Tony Roberts. Does he really? Yep. Well, I might have to take some bees over and do a trade and do yeah. some swapping there. But I mean, it was just, kind of what he was saying was what I've been thinking in for a while and you know my goal this year is to hire some employees more employees to delegate some of the load off and continue to grow the business but just to get the load off so that we can take more time off and you know like this weekend my son's going to run our garage we're going to leave for a long weekend but when you're in small business it's hard to just leave you, you a lot of times you close the door well then you're not making money for a time so we've got to get it to that point and that's my goal is to where we can slow down and my ultimate goal is I want to take two weeks off. The business stays open and running. I come back and everything's fine. That's my that's the goal. That's my life goal is to take two weeks off and just leave and turn the phone off and know that I'm fine and everything is fine. So, you know, we got to work towards that. But that is my goal is to start slowing life down. I mean, my grandson's five already, and it seems like yesterday he was just born. And you know, they're growing. I see him growing up and. You know, growing up and changing and maturing, and you know how smart he is. And then my littlest one, he's two, you know, and that grandson. So it's just, you know, you see the Facebook three years ago, this, and you go, oh my God. Right. You know, his popped up not that long ago, went around his birthday, it's five years ago. It was a picture, his baby picture. It's like, my God, where did five years go? You know, I lost. Yeah. I pretty much lost because we've been so busy and just with life and things. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there are there are going to be some hit miss engines for sale. So I've decided that's <laughs> that's one of the things I'm going to thin, thin, thin my herd down to what I want and not worry about having everything I have. I'm going to get rid of a bunch of the big stuff and just keep what I want. And you know, so that's that's going to be mine is to simplify. I want to build my shop at home to work out of. That's my other goal is to get so I can do my projects. My son wants to build a rat rod truck. I got a shop, but I can't tie up my shop my business to do this i want a garage at home that i can we can build this frame we're going to build frame up you know from a raw tube steel to right. building the whole chassis and everything so that's a, a goal so how about you alan well some of you are wanting to slow down and i'm wanting to speed up that's a I, yeah it's like you're getting things so, all cranked up yeah so um i have you know for the last several years i've been doing beef jerky just a little small business and this year i decided it was time to amp that up because um, I saw it and, and and see it as part of my retirement, quite honestly. Uh, unfortunately, COVID-19 slowed all that down um, for different reasons. So now it's I'm starting down that track. So, I mean, I could take a, about a 50-mile radius and work on pushing, you know, the Stanger Sugar Shack brand of beef jerky along with uh, some other national outlets as well so i'm going to work hard on that uh once you get that up and running and you do it correctly it's a residual income i can ship drop ship the jerky right to the doors 
So that's that's going to be a big push for me this year. Uh, also, my son gets married in May this year, him and his fiance Maddie. So I'm looking forward to that. Got her invitation last week. Yeah. And then I got to take care of uh, Miss Mary a little bit. She needs some beach time. So once we're able to do some traveling, I'd love to go back to Jamaica. Um, <laughs> no, he don't want to no, take you, Ruben. No. You, you, I'll carry the luggage. <laughs> But probably before that is the Key West trip. I mean, that would be very – it's going to be tough because I know Jeff's got a wedding and i got a wedding. And, you know, but it's a – I don't have no wedding. We, we can make it very very economical. Very economical. Um, so that's on the list. And, of course, going down to Bardstown again is on the list. And yeah. really for all of us to stay healthy this year and, and not, you know, to put the COVID behind us. And there's other things we got to put behind us and move forward uh we don't get political but i think we got it's going to be a tough road to hoe here and that's all i'm going to say so wish everybody the best and wish everybody listening the best no matter where you're from obviously and hopefully you've got some dreams and aspirations for the year and if you need a little relief just listen to us because we'll give you a relief in the comical way most of the time <laughs> well, no, where, no matter where you are if you're listening no matter how bad it is, there's probably something good. Look for the good and not the That's bad. Right. That's the media and everybody focuses and pushes so much negative nonstop. You have to just stop and look back at what you have that's good. And there's something there. It may not be flashy. It may not be, you know, over the top. But there's something there. You know? Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like I mentioned, just, just along those lines is... As ugly as this year has been, it's been it's not been a bad year for for me with regard to the things we've done, um, the friends I've got. Again, I, I thank you guys a lot for that relief, and and I just wish that everyone, you know, had that opportunity to be able to take from what has not been the best of years and what has been a struggle of a year for a lot of people that. They have support around them, yes. or gain support around them, um, to be able to get through that, you know, and and come out the other side, and look back and say, you know what, um, I'd rather I, there's nowhere else I'd rather be right now, yeah. and you know, I've said that in the past, right, and yep. that's just the way I feel about it, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can have that kind of progress next year without. <laughs> without, without the the uh, the issues like we had this past year with COVID, right? Exactly. And, yes. and but I but again, I think a year like we've had it certainly makes you put things in a different perspective. And <laughs> for those out there, everybody got yelled at at the beginning of the show. Alan's iPad off. just did. Yeah, Alan's iPad just went ding. So. <laughs> That this was, is all going to get edited, yeah, but no, it yeah. was funny. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the other three of us do not have power of editing. So, well, yeah. if you had to sit one semester of radio and TV production, <laughs> you could take care of those dudes. In fact, I'd be more than happy to pass them off. So, so if I could, so just, just if get you know, again, I get a little bit emotional about this when we talk about the the the, the year we've had. But I've had, I've had a year I wouldn't trade much of it uh, for for what it's become, right? So, thank you. you know, obviously, 
obviously there's been loss of life and if I could change that I certainly would but um, you know outside of that you know life is good life is good you know sometimes you have to see the be in the darkness to see the light that's and, fact and and sometimes I think we felt it all and thank you Jeff Dwayne Alan I've had a good year I really have. I think we can all say that. Ditto. Yes, yes, it has been. I mean, this group has been fun. I mean, just in in the beginning when we finally decided to get back together, you had no idea looking forward to Friday night or Saturday night. Just and this is about the only place we were going, so this was the release and the like, the camaraderie and just the take the breath, you know, to get you through that night and then get you through the next week. You know what? I can't wait till we week. can do it out under the patio. Well, I'm looking forward to warm weather. That's yes, for sure. <laughs> I think in a couple of weeks, Alan's going to have portable headsets when the syrup is cooking, and we're going to be walking around with portable headsets. It'll be a new investment in wireless wireless headsets, so you can be cooking syrup while we're doing this. Hey, that's an idea. <laughs> Shh, Dwayne. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. No, I'm, All right. I, I'm the cooker. All right. You're the cooker. I'm the cooker. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap this one up. So I'm here with Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. Hey, Ruben, try saying that once. I'm Ruben Hunt, and you've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. Nah, 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 nah. It's going to be Cross the Line Cross 1524. The line. 1524. <laughs> See, that's the difference. So that's, that's that the one. Difference. See, yeah, that I'm Ruben Hunt, and you've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. Uh, it's so close, but it's Cross the line. Well, I don't have that six months of training. Cross the line. 1524. Cross the line. Cross the line. You do it so well. Why don't want to mess it up? Yeah, we're just going to leave it go. Oh, yeah, you're cruising down a road, not a care in the world. Then all of a sudden, what is that sound? That's coming from my car? You know what you better do? You better go see our friends at Hoosier Foreign Auto Service. They'll take care of you. Give them a call. They're located in St. Leon, Indiana. 812-576-2181. And get that sound fixed. So when you're driving down the road, sounds more like this. Once again, go see our friends over at Hoosier Foreign Auto Service. You can find them on Facebook or give them a shout. 812-576-2181 and get that cowbell fixed because not everyone needs more cowbell. I don't know. I could use a little cowbell right now. I tell you what, it was a great year. It has been a great year for all of us that crossed the line 1524 and uh, we hope we've been able to enlighten your year and make it a little bit better as well. And we hope we can do the same for the upcoming year. Uh, if you've got any comments or suggestions, feel free to email us at podcast at cross the line 1524, or you can go to our webpage, www.crossthelin1524, and leave a comment there or get on a mailing list as well. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger. And unlike Ruben, I can say you've been listening to Cross the Line. 1524. Ain't no attention to the bottle, it's on the floor. Okay, pretend well, I'll have just one more. I can't even 
out Cross the, the Line 1524 is recorded with a live audience at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy.